Hey everyone, I'm Yasmin Nori, and you're listening to the Behind Her Empire podcast. I'm on a mission to showcase successful self-made women who share honest stories and lessons of what it really takes to create the life you want and build your own empire. If you've been listening to the show, you know, just like you, I've been on my own personal journey to build my empire. I've recently started a new business called Bia that helps women tackle their period problems and hormonal imbalances using a natural whole foods approach. If you're suffering from extreme cramps, irregular periods, fatigue, bloating, stay tuned because a little bit later in the podcast, I'll share a bit more about my company, Bia. But for now, let's jump into today's episode. I want to welcome this week's guest, Samaya Gore, to our show today. Samaya is the founder and CEO of Body Complete RX, a plant-based health and wellness nutritional supplement brand. After giving birth to her fourth child, Samaya was on a weight loss journey and was looking for natural organic alternatives to help jumpstart her healthier lifestyle. She was sharing all her personal routines and tips online. And after building a large community of like-minded people on her social, she decided to create her own supplements that would cater to women just like her. After building and self-funding the brand for years, Samaya was able to leave her day job and take her $5,000 investment and build a company that has now generated over 10 million in sales, all within four years. Samaya is the first black female founder to break significant ground in the nutritional supplement industry. We talked to Samaya about what it really took for her to build this business with no health and wellness experience, how she took this side hustle and created a massive company with very little funding, what it takes to take the company to the next level and how she thought about scaling the business and also the biggest mistakes and advice she has for entrepreneurs and so much more. Welcome to the show, Samaya. Thank you for having me. Well, I am a big admirer of you. I think energetically, you're amazing. What you've built is phenomenal. And I am just so impressed by your story. I've heard about you and just really digging into the details for this interview. I just became even more impressed. And I feel like there's so much of your journey that a lot of women will resonate with. So I can't wait to jump into it. And I actually want to start with a higher level question. So, you know, you are someone who has bootstrapped this business from $5,000 to a multi-million dollar business. And it doesn't seem like quote unquote fear has held you back in your tracks. So I'm curious, what do you think are some of the few fears that might be holding women back from really going after those big goals and their dreams in life? Well, there's imposter syndrome. You know, people talk about that a lot today. People you know, have interest in certain things and then feel like they're not qualified to actually seek in that field. So even for myself, you know, I had interest in supplements, but I wasn't a physician or a nutritionist. And so in the beginning, I even had that a little bit of imposter syndrome. So I can understand where that might be. But I feel like as long as you educate yourself and put yourself with the right people to help you bring to life, you shouldn't fear that. Also finances, Obviously, you know, I shared that I started my business with a $5,000 investment and I didn't leave my business. I also shared my business in terms of, excuse me, leave my company. I was working as a federal government employee for 10 years before I left. And when I left, I had been making six figures monthly with my business. But the reason why I stayed was because I wanted that security and still having like my nine to five business. So I always tell people just start like a side business. You don't have to quit your job. In fact, I encourage you to keep other job as long as possible because that security that you have in the back of your mind about having your other job, you'll be able to 
oops in your business that you're building more freely because you have that security and finances. And I guess like third thing would just be naysayers, you know, people let the naysayers get to them. And I feel like I, I, you know, I made a post on my page yesterday, like basically not let naysayers get to you. If I was to let people, what people said to me when I was start my company get to me, then I wouldn't be today. So you really have to go with your gut. If you feel like what you have is the product or service that you feel like you need to get to the community and you have, you know, you have something special, go after it, go with your gut. Oh, there's so much I, we're going to dig into in your story about all those aspects, like naysayers, finances. I totally agree on that. And I can't wait to dig a little bit deeper. But before we do that, I actually also want to talk about your mother. You know, you've talked about her sporadically on your social media, and she seems like such a big inspiration for just you and the women that you are today. So tell me more about your upbringing and this powerhouse of a woman that was in your life. Yeah, my mom. So my mom, she had me at the tender age of 19. She was a very, very hard worker. I always saw my mom working very, very hard. She worked by day at the postal service for the U.S. Postal Service. And at night, she worked for the telephone company for AT&T for many years. So really round the clock working. And then people who are from Michigan know my mom to also be a, a mini entrepreneur. You know, she started her own entrepreneur entrepreneurial ventures in her late 20s. My mother made handbags. She also did hair and there were just different things that she would always do. So I guess as an example, I would say that I always saw my mom working hard. And so the mindset that she had, I feel like I did take that on subconsciously. And now even into today, it's like, I think I have that instilled inside of me just because my mom Yeah. And I just saw that you helped also her retire, which is a huge blessing, like being in that position to support your mom who worked so hard for you to create this amazing life. Congratulations. That's awesome. That's amazing. Going back, you know, in 2015, you actually wrote a few goals on this index card and a lot of it was mostly centered around self-care. Can you take us back to that time and why that index card has so much significance in your life? Yeah. So as I share my journey and and a lot of people know my story, you know, I started an Instagram page in 2014 after having my fourth child. I had nearly gained almost a hundred pounds in that pregnancy. And so I was really just looking to get back to myself. And I had started this journey in 2014 on Instagram, working out, losing weight. And in 2014, it was people who were around on social media then know that it was a totally different space in Instagram. You know, organically sharing their journey and probably to a fault, you know, sharing maybe too much, sharing pieces of how my body looked. I mean, really, it was very raw Instagram page, but it was very real. And I was sharing my journey from having this child, trying to lose this hundred pounds. And then ultimately I went on a mommy makeover journey and I would share all of these different aspects of this journey with my audience as it was growing. And that note card that I wrote back in 2016, that was a card that basically I was going through a a rut, a little bit of a depression. I really wanted to be better for myself, just get in a healthier place. I went on this mommy makeover journey after losing 50 pounds of this excess weight that I was trying to lose. And I found that even with the mommy makeover journey, you know, like that wasn't it. All right. get a tummy tuck as a woman who's had four kids and get this breast lift. This is nice, but this is not where it stops. 
Mental health is real. Feeling good about yourself from the inside out is real. And so that is the journey that I then started to go on. And I wrote this note card with these daily activities that I was challenging myself to. Drinking water, you know, something that's so simple. But people go, and I was going days without having water. Maybe I was having juice up or whatever. Like, no, this is not the life I want to live. So I really, I wrote this note card and I shared it on my social. I shared it in 2016. So you'll see in the comments, followers who remember that from 2016 commenting, like, I remember when you shared that. And then people from today, like, wow, that's crazy. You know, and that is what really kind of started my journey into getting into the supplement industry, bearing down and getting into health and wellness as a whole. For me, it wasn't just about weight loss anymore. It was about, I wanted to feel good inside out. And what did that look like for me? Not just even supplements, sharing with my audience, even like my therapy journey and all of what this looks like as a woman who's growing and changing and just wanting to be her best self. So I feel like that is kind of my energy behind my brand. And I hope people understand that and get that. I feel like I'm a woman with so many different aspects to my life, but that is the biggest thing I want people to take away. Like it's all about trying to be your best self. Totally. I mean, it definitely comes off as very authentic. And the fact that you have been vulnerably sharing your whole journey for years now, like seven, eight years now on Instagram, you definitely can feel that. And, you know, I'm curious at the time you kind of painted this picture a little bit earlier, you had a very stable job. You were doing well. You were, I believe, human resource manager at the Department of Veterans Affairs. And you were starting this Instagram kind of on the side because of your own personal evolution. So at what point were you thinking, you know what, there's actually a need. I'm looking for these supplements that aren't really there's nothing out there that I'm interested in. Like at what point was it an aha moment for you that, oh, this, there's a potential business idea here. So in like late 2016, again, after I had went on this public journey of losing this weight, I wrote a book to help others. So on a book called Plastica, because again, at that time it was like, People weren't really talking about what they were doing to have these mommy makeovers and what it looked like for them and what you really should do to prepare for something like that. And so a lot of people started coming to me because I was like the one face in this space who was sharing information. Um, And they started coming to me with a lot of questions. And so I said, let me put it in a book. So I wrote this book in 2015. And again, sharing, you know, it's best to get at your healthy weight before you have a mommy makeover. Some people think, oh, I can just have this tummy tuck and still be grossly overweight and not healthy and still do these things. And that's just not the way to go about it because ultimately 90% of the time they're unhappy with the result. Really just talking about that in that book. And then from that book, I shared, it was like a, it was a vitamin list in the back of the book. I was sharing all of the vitamins and supplements that I had used. And some of the supplements I had used for my weight loss were medical, were prescription supplements that my doctor prescribed for weight loss. So it was kind of very strong, very strong supplements. And I was like, you know, there should be something that's maybe comparable, but safer for us. Right. And started talking to a friend of mine, who's a nutritionist, And was sharing with her that aspect, like I'm sharing, you know, that I use Fentramine for my weight loss, but I really don't want to share that with my audience because I don't, you know, it was kind of strong for me. And so we had this conversation and there she shared with me the different ingredients that could be used that are natural and plant-based that we could look at putting into a supplement. Those were my first supplements. They were weight management supplements. And from there, then grew outside of that. And now we have multivitamins, pre-workout, protein, 
anything for the body, but completely plant-based or natural. Hey everyone, it's Yasmin here. I wanted to tell you a quick story. Before I started this podcast, I was working extremely long and crazy hours in banking and then in tech. I was totally burnt out, not living my truth and dreaming of always building my own empire. With all of this stress, it came really debilitating periods from bloating, cramping, extreme breast tenderness and really unpredictable moods. I would always complain to my friends that I was literally out of commission for at least a week every single month. And that adds up to three months in every year. Other than feeling frustrated that my really bad periods were keeping me from pursuing my actual goals, I knew that something wasn't right. Women are not inherently designed to suffer every single month. That's when I learned about hormonal imbalances. I started working with functional medicine doctors who told me that years of stress combined with taking birth control pills long-term created a cascade of hormonal damage in my body. This is why I felt bloated, tired, crampy, and moody before and throughout my period. They recommended I try something called seed cycling. And let me tell you, it's changed my life. Seed cycling is the simple process of using food as medicine to naturally support your hormones. It uses four different types of seeds, yes, actual seeds, throughout your menstrual cycle to support the balance of hormones like progesterone and estrogen and give your body critical nutrients it needs to achieve your best health. Within weeks of starting this process, I noticed major shifts in my period and my overall health. But I also noticed that seed cycling is actually kind of hard to do. I wanted the best quality seeds freshly ground in the right amount, but it was very time consuming. So I decided to create a simple and effective way for anyone to start seed cycling today using the highest quality organic seeds in the right amounts with the right support. It's called Bia, and I'm so excited to bring it to you. Now anyone struggling with hormonal imbalances can easily incorporate seed cycling into their busy schedule with the Bia Seed Cycling Bundle. This process has been life-changing for me. I no longer deal with cramps, bloating, breast tenderness, or any other PMS symptoms before my period. It's been a complete game changer, and it's allowed me to focus on things that matter most to me, like this podcast and building my own empire. And most importantly, I want this for you too. If you or anyone you know has been struggling with hormonal imbalances or bad periods, go to beawellness.com slash free. Once again, it's beawellness.com slash free to download our free guide to our top tips in tackling hormonal imbalances and to learn more about our seed cycling bundle. We included this link in the show notes along with a promo code for $10 off for all of our Behind Her Empire listeners. I know you're going to love seed cycling just as much as I do. Thanks for listening. And now let's get back to the show. Yeah, it's so interesting, right? I mean, health and wellness business is so different now versus back in the day, right before it was like plastic surgery, there was no education and awareness around more natural alternatives, which is what you kind of found and created your business around, right? From your whole personal journey. So you met with your, your friend who's a nutritionist, you guys came across different supplements. So tell me more about those very early days. You know, you invested $5,000 of your money into the business. Like how did you find a supply, a manufacturer for it? You didn't come from this space. So everything was completely new. And I know you didn't really have any mentors who were doing it. So take us back to Samaya in those early days. Early days. I literally have a picture of my first samples of my product coming to me. Early days, you know, I placed an order maybe for 150 bottles of my first 
product. And I wasn't able to afford for the laboratory to actually label them for me. So they produced the product for me. We gave them the formula that we wanted to use. They produced the product. I had to print labels at home. I had to to package things, put them in boxes. So my initial customers was that audience that I shared with you that I had from my own journey that I built. And so those customers were my first customers. And so it grew from, you know, I sold out 150 bottles and I said, okay, well, let me get more, 300 bottles now, about 300 bottles and just continue to grow and grow and grow in that way. Yeah, I love that. And I think so much of this is like, how can you, I think sometimes people make business, it, listen, it's not easy, but they overcomplicate it in the beginning. And I love the fact that you're like, okay, let me start with a hundred bottles. Cause that's what I can afford and sell out. And then you like slowly grew based on the demand, the momentum. And, you know, I'm curious, how else were you building awareness in the early days? Because I think in, was it like March of 2018? So still very young in your business, you did 250,000 in like 10 minutes, which is incredible. Like what were you doing at the time to build that awareness? So early in the company? Initially, again, it was really the brand had its own customer base just from my following, my personal Instagram following, and something special happened. So I had already been growing this business, and then out of nowhere, a celebrity used my products. She shared that she had been using products. So I think it was like a match made and you know, in terms of Kesmet activity, because it was like. I had already been growing my brand and business and people already knew about it a little bit, those who followed me. But then when she shared her results from using our products, then it was like, oh, it like it went crazy. So even people who I think were personal supporters of mine who hadn't even tried my product yet, then saw this transformation from this celebrity and then they were trying it. So it just all was like, I feel like a, a little storm, that a brewing storm that happened. It's like the right place, the right time. And ever since then, it's just taken off. Oh my God. I have goosebumps. You know, it's interesting because some people ask me, or, you know, we get a lot of questions from our audience. Like, how can you get that virality and that uptick? And like you said, it's like every day you're showing up and you're doing hard work and you've created a product that actually makes an impact. So the fact that the timing was right. Luck, like serendipitously, the celebrity shared about it. Like you can't predict these moments, but with a good product and like a strong community, it just shows you were building an amazing company that, that took you just even to the next level. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine what that would feel like. Like, did you think there was something broken with your website? I'd be like, say what? <laughs> I absolutely, I woke up in the middle of the night during those early days. It was like my Shopify account. Everyone. <laughs> Right. So it was like three in the morning. I'm trying to use the bathroom, but I'm checking my Shopify account. This is early business growth. Right. So yeah. in the morning I checked my account and it's like $80,000 or something in sales. And I'm like, wait a minute, let me shut this down. Something <laughs> is right. I had no clue. I like open it back up again. And then it's like 90,000. I'm like, wait a minute, like something's gone. So I go onto our social media. Cause I'm like, something had to have happened. Went on so I saw like we had picked up 10,000 followers in several hours since the time I went to sleep at like 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. when I'm just noticing this happening. So, again, but I, and I feel strongly about, like you said, it was the right place and right time because I feel like even the people who came from that celebrity's page, they came to a platform where there was already a customer. They were able to see, like, oh, wait, this is just a company I never heard of before, but we see 
real life testimonials, real life reviews, real life comments. So I feel like that also helps. So sometimes people feel like, oh, I can just start a company today and hire a celebrity. And then tomorrow we're going to make it's like it doesn't necessarily happen like that. What an incredible story. And, you know, on the face of it, of course, getting that momentum is so amazing. But I know from an operational perspective, it's a lot of work. At that time, was it just you? I mean, a super small team, were you fulfilling from your house? Like, what was the transition for you from that moment to like the next step? It's so funny because I was just actually telling a friend of mine yesterday that my life is today is, you know, it's very different than what it was in those early days in terms of my focus today. Today, I work a lot but I understand that the work that I do on me is like really helping the growth of my business because it helps in the way that I interact with my team and things. But in the beginning, I was shipping, I was logistics, I was customer service. I did every single role in my business. And I also say to that point, I feel like everybody should always do that because you know every role. When you do it, you know it. So now when I bring on people to do certain things in my what are come marketing? You know, I was running the Instagram page and creating graphics and, you know, all of those things. So when now when I hire people for those roles, it's like, I know how long it takes to do that. I know what, what it takes to do it. So I feel like everybody, when you start, especially entrepreneurs, like starting a business, there's nothing wrong with doing all those roles because it's going to help you on the other side when now you're not doing those roles, but at least you know what's kind of going on, right? Yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent. It's funny because it, I we just finally graduated to a fulfillment center. So I was packing and shipping myself, like hustling for my room. I was asking these questions and the woman that runs this fulfillment center, she was like, wow, you're asking like the right questions. And I'm like, because I was doing everything. So to your point, like it's so critical because as you hire or outsource certain things, like you need to still have the pulse of what happens operationally. So yeah, like starting small and doing things yourself is only going to be value to you. And especially you're even at another scale and you're also saying that. So that is pretty amazing. And I'm curious, you know, in those early days, right, you still were not, you haven't raised money. I mean, at that stage, I know you guys didn't raise money. So how did you really support the influx of orders that were coming at the time? Were you taking out loans? I know it was still, you still had ownership of it without any investors. So how are you managing the working capital and just support up with your products then? It's really bootstrap, you know, no loans, no funding, friends, family, any of that. It's really, it really was a bootstrapping thing. So you spoke about the story, the $250,000 in 10 minutes. Well, the reason why that happened was the month before that was the influencer post that she sold us out. She sold us out. That was like $150,000 within 10 hours. We were sold out. And then we, it took us a whole seven weeks to come back into stocks. So once we restocked, that was that restock day in March of 2018, it was $250,000 in 10 minutes with that big, you know, like restock. And that's how we've been able to, you know, and then based on those sales, taking that money and then reinvesting in the business. That's how I've grown my business thus far. You know, like I said, I started with three SKUs, three products, and now we have 24 SKUs. Everything I've done has been just reinvesting what I've received in and reinvesting out. I shared on another podcast recently, you know, now that we've entered retail, how that's a little bit different for us because before D2C is direct to consumer, right online, you're getting 100% of your profits. And so it's easy to take your profit and turn it right back over versus when you're going into retail and you're not necessarily doing 
So that's like a scaling thing that we're going through right now when it comes to doing D2C and now being in retail and how to support that kind of turnover aspect when you're working with accounts receivables from retail that could take 90 days to get. (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I know for retail also, like your competitors in the space, I know you guys are in vitamin shop and are killing it. Congratulations, by the way. But all those other businesses are quite larger and they're spending so much money on marketing and stuff. So it's you still trying to hustle and like organically get people in to compete with the other brands, but I'm sure it's, it hasn't been easy. Oh, it's not easy at all. And I get it. So we're a new brand. It's a new name. I get it. I'm a new face. So I understand. And then people like I'm a I'm a person. I'm a person of repetition. Like I like what I like what I like. Right. I'm that person. So if I protein for years, it's going to take something for me to come up and change to something else. You know what I mean? So I, we're a new company. We're a new brand. And we are completely against very, very, very large billion dollar companies with our very small (laughs) budget. So I'm really appreciative of the partnership that we do have with the Vitamin Shop. We just recently launched our proteins there. So now we have five SKUs there, or actually six. We launched our pre-workout as well there on their website. So now we have six SKUs sold at Vitamin Shop. And I'm really thankful for the opportunity they give us to be on shelves and appreciative of our customers that make their way to the store and ask for Body Completer X to help support us. Yeah, no, that's super helpful. And also we had someone on the podcast last week who was just saying similar to you, like they were getting into Target and that was really the motivation around raising money, bringing on investors. So it's just helpful for our listeners to know when and why to raise money and how sometimes you don't need it, but like what's the the mindset around why people do. So just you even walking through your retail journey is already helpful. And one thing that comes to mind, you talked about this and I'm very passionate about this too, is if you can keep your job as long as you can and kind of build this side hustle, that is key because so much of starting a business, there is anxiety around launching something is going to work. You know, you see money going out, but you're not sure if you're going to get sales in. And having that full-time job gives you a little bit more of that confidence. But tell me more about your journey. So at what point, and how'd you think about leaving your job and supplementing your income? You know, you have four kids. That's not easy to support, right? So how were you thinking about your own financials at the time with the business? You know, at the time, and I had been trying to manage still my full-time federal career and then building this business on the side. And we it was maybe like a year and a half into the business. So the first half of the year, I think maybe we were doing my monthly revenues were like half of my yearly salary on a monthly basis. Then, you know, we had this big explosion with the celebrity and then became like the monthly revenues were looking more like my yearly salary revenues. And so I battled with that for a while because I'm like, I need to kind of put my foot on the gas in my business. This is like really hot. Got a lot of energy around the brand, a lot of commotion around the brand. Like we really need to, like when when it's hot, you know, you got strike, right? So I have been going back and forth to myself, should I leave or should I not leave? But ultimately, I feel like everything happens for a reason and you just know when it's time, you just know. And so really it was like November of 2017. So it was right before 2018. It was the week before Thanksgiving and it was Black Friday coming up. So obviously it's a huge day for us in the business, um, Black Friday. And then also, you know, preparing for things that were going on in my office. And I was just like, I just can't anymore. It was just a lot. So 
<laughs> I made a decision. And so I put in my two week notice at the end of August, 2017. And it's been the best thing I've done. Wow. I feel like immediately after our, the year after that, our revenues doubled. I knew that my focus, putting my focus into my brand and then we have to continue to grow in revenues year after year. So I, I know that I needed to put my focus in there. And I feel like as soon as I did, that's when we really kind of took off. Yeah. And I know you mentioned this again, also in the beginning, naysayers, right? I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't understand the behind the scenes and the position you're in. They're like, why are you leaving this career you built? It's so safe, successful. And also even in the supplement industry, health and wellness in general, like there's not a lot of diversity, which is why I'm so happy to have you on. Like, I just hope that there's even more diversity in health and wellness because I'm also in there. But tell me more about how you were able to really put those blinders on to not get those naysayers opinions really impacting your decision-making at the time? Because you're so vulnerable then too. Yeah. So I feel like people who were the naysayers, I'm a person, it's, I always go by a model. My mind is like, never let someone who's never done what you're doing tell you what you can't do. People who know my story, just me as a, I have three children by the time I was 25, but I also got my by the time I was 25 and was working full-time for the federal government. Do you imagine being married, having three kids before 25, and getting your master's degree and working full-time as a federal government employee? This was my life. So I look at things from a different lens. I never let anybody kind of tell me what I can't do because I feel like I've done a lot in my life and whatever I put my mind to, I can do it. So that's what I would tell anybody. Like never let Anyone who's never done what you are trying to do tell you what you can't do. They walk that road and have done trying to do, then you get advice from them because they've done that. You can hear what they say. You don't necessarily have to tell them like, "Be quiet, I don't want to hear you." You know what they say, but listen with that nugget. Like, okay, <laughs> you have. A, I'm about to do it. Yeah, and I think that's actually a really good point in terms of people might say things out of love, but to your point they don't understand what it's like to run a business or they're not an entrepreneur. They've never been in your shoes. So like taking those people's advice or opinions with a grain of salt, because they don't understand. So I think that's actually a really great point and something I learned later in my life, but I think that's pretty critical. And one thing that you mentioned, your business was growing. There's so much energy around, you know, making sure to strike while it's hot. And you've been very open about how you had heightened anxiety about this success crashing down. And can you talk more about that? And have you overcome those feelings of anxiety as well now? Or how have you kind of shifted if, if you have? I wouldn't say I necessarily had any fear of it crashing down. I would say that, you know, just being an entrepreneur in general is just a high anxiety space, right? It's very especially when you don't have a safety net in terms of like investor or mom or dad who may have like, you know, a big pot of money for you to fall on. That's never been my story. So, and I have a lot of people who count on me, you know, I have a team, I have kids. So for me, it's more so trusting in myself, not that, you know, the business will be successful, just trusting in myself that no matter what happens, that I'm going to continue to walk you know, the path that I believe that God has me in and I'm going to trust that happens. You know, every day is not a great day. <laughs> People look at your life and say, oh, they read these stories about, they see me in Forbes and, you know, Essence. Oh, you know, she's got this. Every day is not a great day. 
Sometimes there are struggles, but there's days that are awesome days, right? And so you have to just know how to go through that journey. And I feel like it's just so important also, like we were just talking about like people in your space, surrounding yourself with people who can speak life into you into this while you're going through these things, because it's not all pretty and it's not all ups. It's going to be downs, but getting through it, you come through it so much stronger. And I really feel like it helps you just to be really better. So. Yeah. And I think one thing you mentioned, which I think is something I try to practice, but having the trust and faith that it will work out. Cause like you said, there's so many difficult moments, difficult days, difficult week, difficult seasons in life. You know, talk about running a business, personal things can come up where you're just like, oh my gosh, it's throwing me off my game. How do I like still show up as a team, a leader? You know, they don't know what's going on sometimes. So are there any rituals that, or any books or anything that has helped you kind of recenter and trust? Because I think so much of building a business and amazing life is like having that strong resiliency and mindset, which I feel like you've had for so long, but anything that has worked for you to really have that faith and trust? Absolutely. So, you know, I like to share, I'm very ritualistic person. Prayer is very important for me. Meditation is extremely important for me. I have a a ritual morning. Every morning I get up 5 a.m. I'm in my prayer and meditation between 5 and 6 a.m. And I get I have my workout every morning. These are things that are super important for me to stay even kill, keep myself, you know, focused and on point. Definitely prayer has been important for me. Meditation has been important for me. I read a lot. I did share, you know, I said earlier, I was like, you know, things are different because I was telling my friend, I go to the park. I've been going to the park a lot with my laptop and working from the park. And, you know, that's not something that I was able to do, you know, years ago when I was at home packing boxes, right? Yes. So thankful that I have the flexibility to be able to like do that. And it's like, let me do that. Let me get out and let me go sit somewhere in nature and experience these things, you know, and it doesn't have to be anything that costs anything, but it just makes me feel so much better. And these are things that really keep me going. So I try to share that kind of lifestyle or I share my lifestyle with my audience that follows me. I hope that stuff like this, because this is not like a, I did this this month and that's it. It's like a style that you build around yourself and it really helps you. It does. And I know one thing I was listening to an interview and you were saying just how important sleep is. And I was like, that is one thing I realized, like when I don't get sleep, everything just seems a little bit overwhelming and I'm on edge when I sleep. I'm like, Oh, we can figure this out. Like, tell me more about how important sleep is. And I feel like I need to go to bed earlier now that after I heard you. Friends, <laughs> crazy. So I'm yeah. asleep by 9 p.m. Eastern time every night. I'm in the bed eight. If I'm up later, it's like a very rare occurrence where my friends are like, what are you doing? Up? <laughs> if they get a text from me at 10 o'clock, they're like, what's going on? What are you doing? But yeah, I like to, because I get up, you know, like I said, at 5 a.m. every morning. So I really like to get my sleep. I don't want to feel cheated in my sleep. I hate that feeling of like when you go to sleep late and you got to get up early and you're like, oh, no, I like to get up and just feel my way through my morning, feel good. So yeah, it's important for me. So I try to get in bed by eight o'clock every night, sleep by nine, but sometimes, you know, that doesn't happen. 
Yeah. I mean, these like quote unquote, little more basic things actually makes a big difference. Like you were saying, hydrating movement, like for you in the morning sleep, like all these things is what allows you to really like show up as your best self. And sometimes we forget. Right. And we're like, why do we not feel excited about life? Or we feel more stressed. It's like, let's go back to the basics. And like, are you doing that? So I just, I love to kind of hear what goes on behind the scenes in in your life. And one thing you also mentioned is you wish earlier in your career, you kind of stopped and smelled the roses a little bit more and you had maybe more pause to appreciate everything you built. Can you share more about what you mean by that? Yeah, I feel like I'm a, just by nature, and this is just something that I'm working on in myself as, you know, I work, just do self-work. I'm very hard on myself. You know, I'm a very goal-oriented person. And so it's like, once I reach one goal, it's like, okay, what's next? And I never stop to sit in what I've just done. You know, I'm working on our first flagship store and a smoothie bar and I feel putting all this pressure on myself to do this. And it's like, Samaya, you haven't even sat in everything that you've just done with Body Complete Brand and your rebrand and your launch into retail and all of those things that are going on around that. So I have to really stop myself sometimes and just check myself just to give myself like a little, because sometimes if you don't, nobody else will, you know? It's important that you do stop and just say, I'm proud of me. I did that shit. Like I literally took something from nothing. I had an idea. I put it, I respect anybody who can take something out of your head and pull it out and bring it to life, whatever it is. I so respect that because some people never get it. So yeah, that's like really important to me. It is. And like you said, especially when you're doing your own thing or run your own business, it's like you are the boss. You don't have someone above you necessarily, unless you have like good friends around you saying, good job. We hit this milestone. Like you are that coach for everybody else. And, you know, even for me, like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, let me just take a second and reflect what has happened in a year. But you can easily get stuck in the nitty gritty and like next goal, next goal. And then sometimes you're like, okay, well, why am I doing this? Like, am I happy? Am I enjoying it? That's why we started, right? To create like a beautiful, joyful life. So just taking that time to stop and reflect, I feel like is so key. So I love how you are incorporating that in your life as well. But I feel like sometimes you can get wrapped up in like, if it's like a you know busy season or it's a lot going on, a lot of stress, you might get, oh, this is not what I signed up for this for. I'm supposed to be living this great life on a yacht in Croatia, right? <laughs> like, that sounds know, nice. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be stressed out like this. There's seasons for all of you know, and so I have to remind myself and think about that for myself. It's not all pretty. And the days that suck, suck, I have to reflect on the days that were like wins, you know, because I know where we're trying to go and your goals for your brand and your business. I'm looking to build Body Complete Rex as a household name. That is my goal. I want my brand to be worldwide recognized as a household name. And in order to do that, it's going to be some challenges. It's going to be some not so great days, some shitty days, but you got to just be ready for that and know that. Yeah. I know like you were saying that it's a season and it's temporary, right? And if it was easy, then everybody would do it. <laughs> so, God, it has been any successful person. I mean, let's just think about it. We see it on the news. They don't have great days. Like, every day is not great for all of the people that we think about who were major successful people in the world. We see, we see their things on the news, right? It's ups and downs to all of it. Totally. No, I I 100% agree. And you know, one last thing I'd love to get your thoughts on. All of us have done so many mistakes in our business. I'm sure there's many things that you're doing now with this next stage that you're learning, but any high level things that 
you want to share that you're like, okay, I wish somebody kind of told me this now that I've lived through these X, Y, Z mistakes. Yeah. I wish that someone told me in the beginning that I needed to get an accountant my first year in business, first year and a half in business and all of the money that was coming in. And I didn't have an accountant and I didn't know. (laughs) So I ended up thousand dollar tax bill in 2018. So I really wish that I had gotten someone ahead of the game. When you're starting your business, you're thinking of like, oh, it's just this little small business. So I don't need to identify maybe an accountant or pay someone on payroll to be an accountant because it's just small. Okay. But you might want to still identify who will be your accountant to jump in when tomorrow all this revenue start rolling in. You've got to have someone on board to one it out tell you how much you're really supposed to be getting paid. All of those, bring that structure, that financial structure into your business is important. That was something that I didn't know in the beginning of business and I quickly learned and we're still here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've I've heard that a lot from like women who have built like hundred million dollar empires or like for years, luckily you caught it early on, but people were doing that for three years. They're like, I wish someone told me just to like keep a handle, maybe get a bookkeeper who, you know, you pay hourly, like whatever way it is, but we hear that quite a bit. So I'm glad you're, you're sharing that. Well, Samaya, this was so much fun having you on. I want to close on one last question. You had such a incredible, I mean, you, you were mentioning you had three kids, you were masters in your twenties, you were doing so much. What would be something you would say to younger Samaya that looking back on who you were then versus who you were now, what would you, what advice would you give your younger self, if anything? You know, I just always tell myself myself that you're going to be okay and to keep going. You know, again, I was a young mom. And so without any kind of visions of like what would happen or what would be. So, and I did have worries as a young mom. And I would go back now and tell Samaya, young Samaya, as long as you still walk your path and still have your faith in God and you work with God, that was another thing that I feel like is also, I tell people like, you can't just want God to help you and you're not actually doing the work alongside of him. And I feel like I definitely work to do that. So I would tell myself, like, continue to walk that path and you'll be just fine. Amazing. Well, Samaya, I'm so honored that you're joining us or you joined us today. And I can't wait to continue to see how you guys build your brand. And I can't wait to check out your retail store. That was news to me. So we're cheering you on. Such a joy to meet you. So very much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind Her Empire. If you enjoyed this conversation, it would mean the world to me if you would consider leaving a review or even sharing this episode with someone who might be inspired to create their own empire. To stay updated on new episodes or join our private community, visit BehindHerEmpire.com to sign up. We send inspiring and short emails every week to your inbox. I'll see you next week. And until then, remember, you're always in charge of your own destiny and it's never too late to start your own empire.